It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Notes from our final full practice of the season, and we talk about hard decisions on the horizon for Washington, including one that won't actually be made until next spring. All of that on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day, whether you're doing it on YouTube or your pod, your favorite podcast platform, podcast platform, or the WUSA 9 Plus app, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a streaming app that is changing the face of local news and sports in the DMV. So just download the, the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick and check out everything going on there, including us. I'm David Harrison covering your commanders for Commander Country on uh, SI.com. And my co-host is Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Matt Hurst show on the Team 980. You can find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. And of course, when we're not there or here, you can find us on Twitter at dharrison82 at russellmania 621 and at LO Commanders. All right, David. And once again, we thank you guys, the Commanders fans, for making us your first view or listen of the day. As David said, no matter where you choose to listen or watch, we appreciate you. Is there a Ron Rivera? Is there a pre-Ron Rivera era? A pre-Ron Rivera era veteran on the cutting block who may or may not even get a chance to play on Saturday night in Baltimore. We'll dive into that question later on. But first, David, you were at practice to wrap up the practice week. Uh, the commanders will, of course, travel to Baltimore on Saturday. They usually do that day of game instead of staying, you know, in the team hotel. At least that's the way we used to do it uh, back when I was traveling with the team. Uh, they'll stay in a hotel, probably the one that they normally stay, and then travel up to Baltimore. Uh, so, you know, it, it's kind of a weird thing. They won't hop on a plane, of course. Uh, but right. Friday they have a, a an event, a fan-driven event, uh, down in Richmond, uh, and – they won't have really a full practice. So I guess the last tune-up that you guys in the media that are there every day got to see, and I believe the last full practice that you got to see, yep. yielded what in your eyes? Did did anything significant happen? Did you see anything? Uh, Trey Turner is is back. Did he look okay? What 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 stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, like you said, it's the last full practice that we're going to get to see. So from here on out, it's little bits here and there and, and, you know, fighting for information and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, but the, the big thing I think is that Trey Turner was back at practice again, and right. he was back at practice yesterday or on Thursday or Wednesday rather, but he was also out there on Thursday, still didn't participate in team drills. Right. But just to see him with the Jersey, the helmet and doing individual drills and hitting pads and, and doing some good things, you know, you've seen him doing some football uh, moves and drills on the side leading up to all of this, but he's a guy that I think everybody pretty much expects to be a starting guard opposite of, of Andrew Norwell. 
on there with Chase Roulier and 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 get those guys together for the first time. And and that's kind of a, a big part of this, right? As you continue to go through this preseason into the regular season, you know, I just I just kind of already had this feeling that we're going to be talking about grains of salt as we get this this season started. And one of those grains of salt is going to be, especially when you go up against Jacksonville uh, and some of the things that they're going to try to do is the fact that this offensive line has not taken a single snap yet as the starting unit. Like your your projected starting five have not even been on the practice field together uh, yet. So when it comes time for them to actually go into action, like their first live snap of the regular season is basically going to be the first live snap that they ever take together as a as a five-man unit. So that's that's going to be something that's interesting to deal with. I think you're going to see a lot of quick passes, run plays because of that and all those things uh, because in part of, of that whole situation. So this high-flying, potentially explosive offense that everybody wants to see while we see some bits and pieces of that in practice, I think it might be a little bit before that really gets off the ground in the regular season because of not just Trey Turner, but again, Chase Roulier coming back from his injury. Uh, you know, Sam Cosby's had to shift inside for a little bit because of injuries to guys like Andrew Norwell, who's finally back. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of things kind of going on. I mean, Charles Leno Jr. was was out uh, with an illness for for a little bit. So this offensive line, there's there's some good pieces there, and I think they look good for the most part. But getting those pieces on the field at the same time is really going to be the key there. You know, it's interesting because last year they were on like center number five by the time we got to the finish line and right guard number four. And uh, it was just a mess, right? The only consistency was the left side of the offensive line with Charles Leno and Eric Flowers. And Eric Flowers is no longer here. Of course, we know Brandon Sheriff is no longer here, uh, but Charles Leno is. And when he starts missing a day here, a day here, minor personal health issue, whatever, you start to get worried because you're like, oh my gosh, everybody else missed a lot of time last year. Uh, And the one other guy that didn't, Flowers is uh, again gone. And uh, I don't believe he's even re-signed or signed with any other team. So um, the good news is when you go through something like that, David, and you have a guy like John Matsko who's been at this forever, right? And that's an assistant coach I think most Commanders fans know. The good news is, is generally speaking, right, you believe that, hey, you know what, we can absorb an injury here or a blow here or a blow there. As long as it's not a catastrophic across-the-board type thing, mm-hmm. we can be fine because we saw it last year that this team can piecemeal together a pretty decent offensive line even with all of the injuries and all the things that they overcome. But you clearly you want uh, all of your guys. Logan Thomas uh, did seven on seven, I believe it was on Wednesday. Did you see anything more different uh, out of him and 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 anything to report on that tight end group? No, really more of the same, you know, and you kind of hope to see a little bit more activity out of the group and 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 all that stuff, but really more of the same. Uh, and that includes with Fedarian Mathis, you know, the, the mm-hmm. second round defensive tackle. He was on the bike uh, to begin practice and then he eventually moved inside and you assumed to do some some therapy or some work, maybe some weights, you know, who knows, some pliability. Uh, stuff like that. The only real new development uh, on on Thursday is is a bad one. It's Cam Curl leaving the practice field uh, again. You assume injured. I mean, the good news is uh, you know doesn't really seem like anybody really saw what happened, which means you know it, you know rolled ankle or something. Uh, the good news is he walked first of all, so that's always great. You know, um, you don't mm-hmm. want the cart, you don't want the the leaning on the shoulders of teammates or trainers. And uh, as we watched him walk past us off the practice field and into the facility. No limp, you know what I mean. He wasn't like rubbing anything specifically. Like it just, he was just walking off the practice field. So I mean, I guess at this point, honestly, maybe we're just assuming that he got you know some some sort of tweak or some sort of pinch 
uh, here or there. I guess we don't have official confirmation. It wasn't asked to Ron Rivera because, as we know and as we've learned and confirmed this week, he doesn't like talking about injuries before he has to. So uh, nobody asked about it. But again, I mean, just the way he walked off the field, you assume he's probably fine. If there is a little tweak here or there for something, then you assume he's probably not going to play uh, on Saturday, which is, you know, bad news because you want to see Cam Curl out on the field, of course, but good news because that means guys like Derek Forrest and Percy Butler uh, are probably going to uh, see more action. Percy, a guy that I mentioned uh, yesterday on yesterday's episode, was a little bit hobbled in the practice before that, ended up returning to the field, but again, you saw him out there today, so that's good news, and I expect to see plenty of him probably on Saturday. All right. We will get into um, coming up here on uh, the Chase Young situation um, because, David, the Chase Young injury has a complicated timeline that I wanted to explore with you. Uh, and we'll do that coming up, uh, of course, this spring is, is what I mentioned after we found out that he's going to be out for the first four games. But we'll dive into that shortly as well as playing time for some of the starters and what we might expect on Saturday night in Baltimore. But first, yeah, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But we've all been in situations at some point in our lives where we're a little tight on cash and maybe we can only put a little gas in the tank, had to buy the cheap stuff instead of the name brand, or maybe even we had to stretch one meal into two just to make it to pay. Payday. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful, especially when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it, because while you can't change the past, we can reach into the future a bit and get some help from future you. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, groceries, or to pay some bills. And the bar best part is there's no interest and no credit check needed because you're literally borrowing from yourself. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and or your first view of the day. Make sure you check out the ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, hey, that would be us, and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. It starts August 31st. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. As we mentioned, Chase Young in the crosshairs, you might not be thinking about a difficult decision looming ahead for the commanders. We'll discuss that coming up here on Locked On Commanders. But David, first, 
On Saturday night against Baltimore, a team that has, what, a 21-game preseason winning streak, a team that is not, according to reports out of Baltimore, John Harbaugh said he is not going to play Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson did play one series in the third preseason game last year at FedEx Field. We know what happened to J.K. Dobbins, so it looks like the Ravens have completely adjusted their style despite this glorious winning streak of theirs that nobody cares about, but everybody keeps mentioning. How many snaps do we want to see? Or how many snaps do you want to see out of the first-team offense and the first-team defense, knowing that it might not be the full first team, the first, you know, the first, the full first team on either side of the ball? But how many snaps ideally do you want them to play on Saturday night? Uh, I mean, you know, I've already kind of said I said it yesterday that you know, for me, the third game would be the dress rehearsal, which is the way some teams are choosing to approach this. I know. I mean, you look at the Ravens last year, that's basically uh, what they did. And I know it cost them JK Dobbins. So of course that's evidence that you should not use the third game as, 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 as a dress rehearsal to some people, which, you know, I would argue that injuries, you know, could happen the first game, second game, third game, the 12th right. game. You know, I don't think any of that is, is evidence of anything. It's, just, it's evidence that it's a physical game and players get hurt sometimes. Um, you know, I know the Buccaneers are choosing, you know, the third game is basically their dress rehearsal game. Uh, to a certain extent, I don't know that Tom Brady and, and the stars are going to play the entire dress rehearsal length that other people would. Um, I, you know, Ron Rivera has already said very, very, very limited for his starters on Saturday. So, you know, everybody has their own kind of criteria. So while I would prefer, like I said, I would choose the third game as a dress rehearsal and my dress rehearsal would also include coming out of half and making your adjustments right. and playing a series into the second half, not the full third quarter. Um, to be to be completely clear, but at least the first drive of the second half, I don't think that the NFL really is, is on that kind of a, of a of a trajectory. So, I, I, again, I've already said with the very 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 limited, I think three drives, anything less than three series is it to me is almost kind of pointless. But I just I get the vibe, Chris. I think it's one series. I think we're going to see one series from the ones, and then after that, I think you're going to see, you know, from from a quarterback perspective. I know we're going to get Sam Howell here in a minute, but I think. You're probably going to get one series from Carson, maybe one or two from Taylor, and I think the rest will be Sam. Uh, And then, you know, first, second, third team going along with them. Yeah, see, it's interesting for me because I I know what we had, like you said, discussed on the previous edition, and I'm with you. I'd, I'd like them to play more and all that. I guess more realistically as I look into it, right, with Ron saying what he did, very, 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 very limited. Not very limited, very, 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 very limited. Uh, big joke out of uh, Command Central, of course, <laughs> the last 24 hours. Um, you, you know, n- knowing that, you know, like I've always believed this. You, you mentioned Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, Todd Bowles announced on Thursday, hey, they're going to start. Anyone that's healthy is going to play. Now, Tom hasn't played yet, uh, of course, in the preseason games, right? Uh, As you were down there last weekend, of course, he wasn't even back until uh, this Monday. So to me, I look at it as if Tom Brady can start, if Tom Brady can play, if the first-team Bucs offense can play and defense can play, if they have that mentality, then there must be something to gain from it. So I would ideally like them to play. 15 snaps. I'll just use that as a example, right? They played 21 for the most part in game one against Carolina, 19 for the most part in game two. I'm not saying I got to be a jerk and and play them the entire first half and into the third quarter. And I'm not saying your idea is bad because I would do that. But realistically, I'm not saying I have to be a jerk if I'm Ron Rivera. But to me, David, this this is about sending a message. This is about 
being urgent. This is about being mentally and physically prepared more than it is about playing the actual game. I don't care who wins this game, nor should anybody. The streak does not matter. It doesn't matter if you if you can get injured. You can get injured in practice. It happens yeah. all the time, okay? All the time. It's absurd how much people worry about injuries when they don't think it can happen in practice or in joint practices or walking out your door or in the parking yeah. lot. But, okay, this is about sending a message to a team. And I'm just going to say this, and you might disagree. I'm sorry. This team, I feel, is soft. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. This team needs to be mentally tougher and maybe even physically tougher. Uh, and, and and I know that's I know that's a harsh thing to say, but I can't I can't hold back anymore. I, I try and give people as long of a rope as I can. I, I just think this team is a little bit soft yeah. around the edges, not totally soft, not melting like a vanilla ice cream on a hot summer day. No, no, I'm just talking about it's a little plump. It's a little soft around the edges, if you will. Uh, and, and I think what I mean by that is, you know, they make a lot of mental mistakes. There is a lot of. Uh, we're almost there, but we're not quite there because this guy didn't run a route right or he didn't catch a tough ball or he didn't come back for it or, oh, this guy jumped off sides on a third and five and this guy took a bad sack to take you out of field goal position and uh, and 14,000 guys can't return the kicks back to the 20-yard line and all mm -hmm. these little things and they can't get off the field on third. To me, this team is just a little plump around the edges and, and take it from somebody who's plump around the edges – I mean, I know soft when I see one, and they're soft, and I'm sorry. That I know that probably hurts, but they're soft. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, there, there's certainly, you know, there's. I think to play professional football, inherently, you have to be a tough guy, right? But there's, there's relative toughness, and and so once you're in the NFL, now there's tough NFL guys, and there's soft NFL guys, and you know, certainly there's a mixture on any every NFL roster, but look. You know, this team, you look at uh, you look at Dan Campbell and Detroit Lions and like what they're doing, like their training camp is hard. Like they are going yeah. out there. They are training and preparing their guys. And some people think that he's going too far. You know, the, the right answer is probably somewhere in the middle, whereas, you know, Ron Rivera is kind of, you know, getting on guys for talking too much trash and obviously too much contact. And, you know, some of that's fines and CBA driven and, and all those things. So you have to understand some of that. Right. But then you have the opposite end of the spectrum, which is Dan Campbell and, and maybe too much hitting too many pad days and, and all that stuff. The answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Listen, at the end of the day, it's just knowing your troops. You know what I mean? And, and, and Ron and, and Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio and the position coaches, they got to know their guys and they got to know how they get driven, how they get motivated, how they learn the best. And they got to use that to their strengths. And, and, you know, they know them better than I do. What I'll say is, you know, from a, from a unit perspective, uh, I think the defensive line, definitely looks like a group that needs a little bit more bully in them. You know, like they, they just, they don't look like they have that bully mentality. They go out there, you know, they're trying hard and they're playing hard. And again, you're in the trenches of the NFL. Like I'm not, you know, going to call John Allen, Duran Payne, Montez Sweat, Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams, weeks, you know, guys and individually just being there means you're a tough guy. Got it. But there's a bully mentality in the NFL and there's, there's, there's a mentality that leads to you getting pushed around. And right now, we see too much of that defensive line as a unit, maybe not individually, but as a unit getting pushed around instead of doing the pushing. And I will tell everybody that Chris Russell is not the only one that I've heard this week uh, call this team soft. And, and I'm not just talking about 
uh, the media circle. So I'll just Ooh. leave it at that. Um, oh, Sam Howell. I mentioned Ooh. Sam Howell, Chris. I mentioned what I like, what I think we're going to see out of Sam Howell, basically everything, but maybe the first two or three series. What do you think we're going to see out of the North Carolina rookie? I'm not going any further than that, Chris. I'm not oh, doing You it. just dropped the bomb on me. You can't do that to me. Will you tell me off the I'll air? I'll do it off air. Yeah, okay. but I'm not doing it on All this right. recording. Okay, because I all right, okay. At least I know I'm not cuckoo for cocoa puffs completely. All right, I love that. I love that. That is a hell of a little nugget there. That uh a chicken nugget that you just dropped on me. All right, Sam Howell. David, I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to play on Saturday night. I mean, I've heard some conflicting things. He may play, may not play. May, I know he wants to play, push to play. Maybe you see him for a series, as you mentioned. I if I had my druthers, I would probably and this is kind of counter to the tough guy mentality that I just portrayed and soft and this and that. And the other thing with this team's luck, I would almost rather just, you know, like Carson, take the night off, pal. I know you've worked hard. Let, you know, we, we can't protect everything. Ryan Fitzpatrick was squished like a bug in the second quarter of game one last year, right? You would have never expected that, but it happened. Take the night off and I would double down. And I actually wouldn't play Taylor Heineke either. I would play Sam Howell the entire game. Yeah, honestly, I'm the same way. Like, I wouldn't play Taylor either. You know what you have in Taylor Heineke, so I wouldn't. If I were them, I wouldn't play Taylor. I'd play Carson. Again, like I said, three series. You know, if you're going to put him out there at all, put him out there for three series. Um, and then I would play Sam the rest of the way. Interesting. All right. Uh, I mean, we'll see how Ron Rivera does it. And, of course, we'll have full uh, post-game reaction Saturday night. David will actually be in Baltimore uh, at the game, so we will get his firsthand uh, perspective on that. We'll see how it all came out. How hard will it be to truly evaluate Chase Young? Uh, and a key analytic or two on 99 and the commander's defense from last year. That's coming up next on LOC. But first, we tell you about betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find out all of your favorite sports events uh, at your number one online source for odds, lines, and games. So you want to take the Ravens, right? Because they win all the time in the preseason. Or maybe you want to take the commanders plus the points on the road to try and deliver the upset special in the preseason. Uh, this is why we talk about this stuff. Who's going to play? And we'll, we'll find out together. But maybe you want to get in on the action. And if you're going to do so, you do it with our friends at Bet Online. You find reviews and news of every a team, every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Again, Bet Online is your top destination for live in game betting and also scores and podcasts. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today and you can find lines again like the commanders being six and a half point doggy dogs this weekend in baltimore at bet online where the game starts this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 u.s based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back now for our final segment of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Next time we're talking to you, it'll be following uh, the Washington Commanders preseason finale against the Baltimore Ravens and 
We will do so live. If uh, technology allows, Chris and I will be live together. I will be at MNT Bank Stadium. Chris will be in his home office. If technology does not allow, then Chris will be alone in his home office, and I will uh, I will be doing whatever I'm doing in Baltimore at Am the I time. Have to is two picks in my eyes to keep my eyes open after yeah, it's going to be late. So Saturday we'll, night affair. We will appreciate everybody that joins the live broadcast <laughs> even more because of the hour and the fact that it's following a preseason game. You all are the go. real. MVPs and diehard fans. We'll, we'll, we need to make like a T-shirt that says like I watched or participate in a live preseason postgame. Anyway, is Cam Sims on the bubble? That's the question we got from one viewer in the YouTube comments. So if you have questions, make sure you drop them. We are paying attention, and every once in a while we reply to some of you. Uh, some of you don't like our replies, but that's okay. We don't have to all agree. We just have to all coexist. So we're going to talk about that. But first, Chase Young, Chris, uh, Chase Young's out four games minimum. Uh, for, to start the regular season, we've talked about it, and I think we've come in at like week seven or eight. Uh, week seven against the Packers would be great if he could bring, you know, put a, put a shot into his defense. Uh, look, even coming off the bench in week seven, you know what I mean? Like uh, situational pass rusher Chase Young, that'd be mm -hmm. something interesting against Aaron Rodgers. Why is the timeline crucially important besides the obvious wanting number 99, the predator back on the prowl? Right. What you just said is the obvious, right? You want him back, right? Former number two overall pick. But here's why it's really important, no matter how much he plays, no matter how well he plays, no matter how healthy he is, but it's all a part of the mix. David, they have to make the fifth-year option pickup decision next spring. It's at the end of April, early May. The date kind of floats, so you know, give or take May 1st, okay? Right around the draft, right after the draft, you got the picture. But again, they have to make this decision for the fifth year of his contract, his rookie contract, which he was drafted 2020, right? So this is year three, 2022. We're talking about in not in 2023, but 2024. They have to make this decision, though, in spring of 2023, going into his fourth season. So you have to make it well, well, well in advance, over a year and a half in advance. That's number one. More, you have to make it, what, six months or so after he comes back with whatever data on the field, off the field, medical, physical, what have you, football data, analytics that you have. And then on top of that, here's the thing. Because the NFL CBA has changed, it's no longer guaranteed for just injury like it used to be. It right. is fully guaranteed. When they made the commitment to Deron Payne, when they made the commitment to Montez Sweat, as they've done each of the last two offseasons for their fifth year, that was fully guaranteed skill, injury, what have you. You make the decision next spring on Chase Young, you're locked in one way or the other, and there's no changing. So that's why it's a critical, critical next you know, six months ahead, seven months ahead, because yep. we might not have as much data as quite honestly we want considering the complexity of the injury. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough decision because bottom line, I mean, again, you're talking about new, two knee surgeries, right? So, I mean, a lot of this decision is going to be based off of how much they trust his work ethic, uh, you know, and, and that's really what a lot of this is going to boil down to because, again, even if you get him on the field week seven or week eight, you're talking week 10 or 11, until he's really in football form. And, and you have, what, six, seven games left? Six, six seven weeks of, of football left outside the postseason, maybe? I mean, anything he does negative, like any lack of production, you're going to have to take with a grain of salt. Because, again, it's 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 not just getting on the field. Like, okay, now he hasn't played with his teammates in, in X amount of days and, and, and months. It's just it's going to be a complicated situation. So I don't envy them for having to make that decision. Uh, my bold prediction now is that they make it 
they they choose to pick up his fifth year option honestly because at the end of the day the cap can be manipulated to fit anything you need and not picking it up immediately puts cam cam uh cam chase young into bust category for many fans out there they hear that that fifth year option doesn't get picked up and they immediately call him a bust regardless what happens from there so that's my bold prediction right now we'll obviously talk about this a lot as we get towards uh his return and then into the offseason next year but now let's get to a decision that's going to happen next tuesday if not earlier than the next tuesday uh this question coming on youtube from tony conway uh, who asked us chris if we think washington is going to cut wide receiver cam sims he says Ron Rivera made it sound like unlikely that Cam will play this Saturday. And with Cam not in, if uh, if 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 McGowan or or Alex Erickson uh, makes makes some plays and they do some big things, especially in special teams, could it be that Cam Sims ends up cut off of this roster? Well, I, I, we appreciate the question, Tony. First of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, and we appreciate everyone again, even if it's critical, whatever. Um, First of all, Cam Sims, we have to acknowledge concussion protocol issues, right? So, again, that might be the reason why he doesn't play. Second, David, I think he's a lock. Not a David lock, um, <laughs> who's the owner of the Locked On Podcast Network uh, and, a, and a fine gentleman. But I think he's a roster lock. Yeah. I don't know if you think he's a roster lock, but I think he's a roster lock. And I think, quite honestly, he, in their mind, is ahead of Deami Brown. And I think they're going to take six receivers – and I think, you know, of course, we know the top three, Samuel, McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson. I think Cam Sims is, a, a, again, a roster lock. I'd be stunned if that falls apart. Um, and then Diami is number five in my eyes and probably maybe in their eyes. And then it really comes down to number six and whether that's Dax Milne or Alex Erickson or uh, Marcon, uh, 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 Michelle, whoever. Uh, I don't think the other guy that you mentioned, um, uh, McGowan, is going yeah. to make it um, maybe practice squad. I really think that's they'll only be able to take six. And I think Sims is a lock. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. With you. So the way I see this, uh, there's six receivers. I think they're going to take, I think they're going to take at least six. And I think those six are Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, uh, Cam Sims, Deami Brown, and Dax Mill. I think if they take a seventh, it's for special teams purposes. And it's Alex Erickson. Um, I don't, I don't honestly view, I, I, I don't view this wide receiver group as much of a battle as I did before mm -hmm. Kyrie McGowan has been injured for most of this week. Well, the entirety of this week has not been able to practice. I don't even know if he's going to be able to play Saturday. Even if he does, I think Alex Erickson has done enough. You know, I don't think anybody's blown the, the roof off of the special teams drills at all, but I think Alex Erickson has done enough and can contribute enough to the offense if need be, which again, if your seventh receiver is on offense, you've already got a problem. Uh, but I think if he were pushed into service, they like what they can get out of him. McGowan, I think he's just a little bit too limited. Um, and I agree with you. I think Cam Sims had a better training camp than De'Ami Brown. I think Cam Sims, I think honestly, when you, it's it's Terry Curtis, Jahan, after those three, whether it's De'Ami, Cam, or Dax, I think it's situational. Honestly, I think they're all wide receiver four. And it's just, mm -hmm. where are we on the field? What are we looking for? What play do we want to run? How do we want to attack this defense? That's going to determine who gets on the field. But when you look at this training camp, I've just seen too many drops from De'Ami Brown, and I've seen way too many good plays from Cam Sims and the ability to get open, use his body correctly as he's pulling in a pass, which I think is something that he struggled with early on mm -hmm. in his career. And now I think he's getting better at uh, – you look at that touchdown pass. Like that touchdown pass against Kansas City, not only is he fighting with a defender, but you look at him, he puts his body in a position 
where the defender can't get around his size. Like as a receiver, he's just a big dude and he uses it perfectly to make sure he comes down with that pass. And that's, that's an intellectual part of the game that I think Cam Sims, I don't want to say he was, was missing completely, but I think he's gotten smarter uh, as a player, you know, this season specifically. So I, I do, I think Cam Sims has taken a step forward and I would say that he's above De'Ami Brown just from training camp performance. And I know that John Kime uh, from ESPN, uh, the John Kime report, if you don't listen to his podcast, agrees with that sentiment as well, which I don't think a lot of people uh, saw that coming. So, yeah, I too think that Cam Sims is a lock. I don't think it matters if he plays Saturday or not. In fact, I don't think he will play Saturday because of the concussion protocol, abundance of caution, all that stuff. But yeah, I think number 89 is on your roster. All right, two final notes. Uh, Ron Rivera essentially guaranteed sort of, that Antonio Gibson will be the primary kick returner. Yeah, uh, let's go. We'll see, and that's for the regular season, so we'll see where that goes uh, with, yes. with that. And also, congratulations to recent Locked On Commanders guest, David, Jay Gruden, the former head coach of the Washington NFL franchise. I knew this back then. I just wasn't allowed to say it uh, because, well, Jay had told me the previous day at lunch before we did the interview that he has been hired officially by Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champions, to be a consultant uh, because, of course, Sean was his offensive coordinator here in Washington. So congratulations to Jay. If you missed that episode, a lot I don't know, a billion views or something like that. Go check it out from a couple of weeks ago. It's still up there. All right, we are out here. Thank you so much, Commanders fans, for being a part of the Locked On Commanders podcast. We are a part of the Locked On podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen and watch of the day. It's Fantasy Draft Week on the Locked On Podcast Network. So make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen and watch. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll be back with a live post-game episode. God willing, if the football gods allow, following Saturday night's contest against the Ravens in Baltimore, where David will be, and also our roster projection still coming up early next week as well. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577 or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For my partner, David Harrison, I'll bring the Washington Commanders for SI.com's fan nation and commander country. Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Hershaw on the Team 980. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Please don't drive like everybody that I have to drive around every day. Oh, please, people, be safe. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.